When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. This episode focuses on Michigan football recruiting. Jim Harbaugh and his staff have picked up a few commitments recently, but have missed on some highly ranked prospects. Has the program lost a bit of momentum on the recruiting trail? We discuss that and more on Wolverine Confidential. Okay, guys, good to be with you here Friday afternoon, August 11th, second pod of the week. It's getting to be that time, three weeks from tomorrow. Michigan opens the season against East Carolina. We'll be there. Many of you listeners will be scrambling to figure out how to find Peacock, uh, but Michigan will be getting its quest for a third straight playoff appearance. Got to get those scoreboards finished. I, I, I go by them. I could see them today. Uh, not, not completely finished yet, but... That's the thing, you know, you know, you know, it's going to get done right by then, just like all the construction around the stadium got to get done by then. That That's a good thing. That's funny. You funny. You mentioned that day because today I asked Trevor Keegan, uh, what are the what are your thoughts on the new store parties? He's like, man, to be honest, I've been driving past them every day for the past whatever months. And basically like it doesn't look like anything's changed, but they haven't been inside the stadium yet. Right. Um, but I guess they've played music from inside the stadium and i guess a couple of the players were like wow that sounds really good but they haven't seen the scoreboard yet but yeah it, it, it's weighing on the players too with how long the the construction has taken to finish these bad boys i got a tour i don't know a week ago the speakers are all in they got brand new speakers on the concourse so the sound is great but yes they are in a race to finish they have been assured that it will be done in time now there might be some ancillary work to to, to you know to, to work on after the season begins, but they have been assured that both boards will be up and functional for uh, for week one. There you go. They better be because we're going to have to be watching the replays on the big screen because we, I mean, I don't have Peacock, so I don't know if I'll be able to rewatch the game later. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I think I get it with like my um, internet provider. They always are telling me about that, but I don't like, it's like some different box they got me that I have to, I, I don't know. I've never actually taken advantage of that, but uh, yeah. So, so a few weeks out from that, but in the meantime, you know, Let's talk some some recruiting. Uh, there's been you know there's been news you know I guess good and bad for Michigan. They've they've gotten some commitments from players late, lately, but um, you know some others that that they haven't. Um, I guess Ryan, where do you, where do you want to start here with uh, with recruiting and, and the Michigan football program? Yeah, I mean we'll we'll start off with uh, the most recent commit on uh, on Thursday, Jeremiah Lowe from Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, uh, Frederick Douglass High School, the the same high school as uh, Steve Clinksdale's son. So I mean, obviously Clinksdale has had a, a a good look at him, but again, it's it's a byproduct of Michigan missing on their top two corner targets this. Uh, this cycle in, in Bryce West and Aaron Stott, both uh, top 100 guys that have since committed to Ohio State. So they got uh, a commit from Josiah Edmond earlier this month, their first corner in, in this cycle, and then now also got one from Jeremiah Lowe too, which, I mean, he's not a, 
uh, Aaron Scott or a Bryce West. He, he's ranked uh, outside the top 1,000 overall prospects um, in the in the country right now. Only 5'11", 170 pounds. So it's not like he's going to be a guy that comes in right away like a uh, Will Johnson and, and and lights up college football and is an immediate impact shutdown guy. Um, he's definitely going to need to add weight uh, and probably a little bit of speed too. I mean, his highlight tape is only like is less than three minutes long too, which is kind of rare for a recruit. So it's hard to really get a read too much on what Michigan is getting from him at this point. But yeah, it, the fact that Michigan was recruiting at a really high level early on this cycle. And now they've kind of had to settle for a couple of guys that uh, aren't ranked very high. I mean, it's not the end of the world. Mission has produced uh, low three-star guys into productive college players, but not uh, what it's hard to win a national championship. If you're doing that with, uh, with a bunch of guys too. So a little, little worrisome trend going on right now with, with mission and football recruiting. A couple takeaways from this one, Steve Klink scale is still hitting in areas. He's, familiar with Kentucky. I mean, before he got to Michigan, he was obviously at Kentucky and recruiting very well that area. So he's still able to go in there, still has the connections and can still get those type of kids. Those three, like you said, those three mid three guys, lower level that aren't going to the Michigans or Alabama's. The good news too, is Michigan's in the running for some of these top tier cornerbacks, defensive backs, as, as you mentioned, those, those some of the best in, in the country. The issue is they can't land them. They, they're, they're having trouble there. So I, 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 there's something missing there. I don't know if it's an NIL thing or it's just a program perception thing or it could be a career. I, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. But there's good news there. Obviously, there's momentum. They just got to they gotta try and land some of these guys. And, and, and you know, they, they really get Will Johnson, but he was in-state. So it's, I think it's a different situation. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the moment Michigan can try and land that premier, you know, four, high four, low four, you know, five-star kid outside of the state of Michigan, as I think – Really, that receiver, and I think we'll get into that in a minute. Those are really the only two areas where Michigan, from a recruiting standpoint, they're really you know there's deficiencies. Yeah, I mean, well, to be honest, it's kind of really lately it's been all over the place. I've I've just went back and looked, and what's surprising to me is how many guys recently that Michigan was reportedly had the lead on, or for whatever reason hasn't been able to close with. I mean, right now Michigan is is tied with Stanford for the most commits with 28 overall. But they've kind of had to settle for not maybe their tip-top targets at certain positions. And if you look, just since June 17th, there's been one, two, three, four, five guys that Michigan has perceived to be trending for or had the lead for that ended up choosing other schools. And they're all top 200 prospects, so guys that you really want to land. And it all started with Aaron Childs, uh, a linebacker who – I mean, people, he was about to take a, an official visit to Michigan in late June, and but went to Florida first and decided to commit to the Gators on the spot. And Michigan really needed to fill that that he was there. He was being recruited for that kind of that um, junior Colson spot too. So a guy, a top one hundred guy, and then on the offensive line, yeah, they landed five guys early, but they kind of wanted to get six, get one more tackle, and they seemed to be trending for Warren Bennett and then looked to be pursuing Michael Uini a little bit more too. And heading into Michael Uini's decision date, mission was seemed to be leading until maybe a day or two before. And then all of a sudden he decides to pick Georgia. And then they try to circle back with Warren Bennett and it was a little bit too late and he committed to Tennessee. So uh, we've already discussed Aaron Scott. And then the, the most recent one was Gatlin Bear, a top 50 overall player, a receiver from Idaho, 
a highest recruit ever from Idaho, a guy that uh, who is coached by the same high school coach as Colston Loveland, and he decided to stay home and commit to Boise State over Michigan, which was uh, kind of surprising. I mean, he's going to take a two-year mission, so it's not like he'll be on a college roster until 2026. But, I mean, this is a guy that could be a potential game-breaker, and Michigan wasn't able to beat a, a school that's not even a Power 5 school to, to land it. Gatlin was probably the biggest surprise for me. Just like you said, it seemed like Michigan had been trending so so long for him. It seemed like they were in the driver's seat, the front runner, whatever you want to say, to get him. And you, like you said, he had the outside connections. Like he's from Idaho, a state. Michigan's obviously made a priority in the last last year or so. The familiar coach. They all know Michigan, and, and they've seen the opportunities that Colson Loveland's had in the offense. Part of me wonders if Michigan's, you know, uh, offense design, you know, ground and pound style, like was it final decision there, right? Like you'd probably rather go to a, uh, if you're a high profile receiver, you're looking at the type of offense you're going to go and play. And in the case of a receiver, you want to go where they're going to throw the ball a ton. And Michigan just hasn't done that the last couple of years. Uh, it sounds like that's going to start to change this fall. It obviously remains to be seen, but that's the, the the problem you run up against when you go against, when you, when you're going after these high profile skill guys, especially a quarterback or receiver, like you're going to have a tough time landing high profile guys if, if you're not for showcasing them. So I think that's obviously going to be a, a priority for Michigan going forward. I think they realize that. And yeah, I, I think get missing in Gatlin was a, was a, was a surprise. You want, it seems like maybe this cycle that a lot of guys are committing earlier than normal. I mean, like you, the season hasn't even started yet and Michigan already has 28 guys committed last year. They think, I think they've had maybe around a dozen. So um, it's good to kind of get guys in the fold early and, and get them committed, but you would like to maybe showcase a little bit on the field what, especially at, at a receiver or quarterback, what maybe how this offense can evolve to uh, appeal to to some of these still guys. So I guess, yeah, there's there's still a lot of time left in the cycle. I mean, if Michigan does end up airing it out a little bit more, maybe they can get, a, get their foot in the door with some other un- uncommitted guys or maybe some guys that are on the fence committed elsewhere too and, and kind of save that position. So, yeah, they, they still want – a bigger body outside receiver this cycle um, still need a, a safety and maybe a potential nose, even though they're, they pretty stacked at defensive line, they don't have a true nose tackle this cycle either. So um, I'm looking at their potential targets right now. And it's not like there's many elite guys. They're, they're really in, in the running for I mean, one guy that comes to mind is Zaquan Patterson, a four-star safety from Florida, who's a top 100 recruit. Um, so, I mean, that's really right now that I would say their best bet at landing another elite guy. But like I just said, a lot of time left in in, uh, in the 2024 class before signing day. I, I was going to note, kind of note that or ask about that. It, did, it does seem like in past years you've been doing more. There's been more action in season, you know, when when Michigan's playing games that, uh, as opposed to, you know, just here, here in the summertime. You know, you look at the 24-7 sports rankings here the composite rankings and you know michigan is sixth right now but they've, they've got the 28 commits like you mentioned and that is that is the most i mean i'm scrolling down here before you find it yeah right there Tyrus says it's 20th yeah for the most so like it, it, that factors in to the fact that they're they're where they are right i mean i know it's supposed to be an average when when all said and done but still helps helps to have more Right. And it and it's funny you mentioned that though, because I, I actually looked at the the average rankings and where they sit right now and maybe a couple of weeks ago even they were in the top ten, I think nine or so. And I just looked again but just before we podcast and they've fallen down for tied for seventeenth for average prospect ranking, which would put them about where they finished last year when many people thought it was a disappointing recruiting class. So 
Um, I mean, early on in the cycle, they were rolling. They were getting top 300 guys, had a couple of top 100 guys in their in their class, but they've now they're they're getting these Jeremiah lows and some guys that are rated a little bit lower. They're kind of bringing down that average a little bit, which I mean isn't to say they're not going to turn out to to be good college players, but as uh, as we always say in recruiting, I mean, four and five stars win national championships, so you would like to. Did it? I mean, look at Georgia's recruiting classes and Ohio State's and, and the Alabamas. I mean, they're there pretty much every year in the college football running, and at the top of the recruiting ranking. So we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's it's is pretty stark to see how surprising to see how far they've fallen in the average prospect ranking in the last few weeks. Yeah, no five stars I'm seeing so far, at least at least by their metric. And yeah, nineteen four stars, which is a healthy number, but. Obviously, not not all four stars are created equal either, as far as exactly where they are in the rankings. Um, any other any other players? We we just threw out a lot of names. Um, were there were there any others that we that we missed as far, or not missed, but still want to discuss as far as um, yeah, whether they they got them or they didn't in in recent weeks here. I think that's the big one. I mean, now the focus right now is really going to be towards the 2025 class. And as we talked about, I think last podcast or, or last week that they did get a commitment from in-state defensive lineman, Bobby Kanka, um, uh, a guy that uh, has Michigan written all over from, I talked to him and his family and it's just, it's crazy how much he just seems like a real Michigan guy, hardworking guy. Um, so yeah, I did start there, but yeah, expect a, a lot more movement and focus to be on the 2025 class now because Michigan has already gotten 28 guys in the in the 2024 cycle. So, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to maybe see more movement there in season than than in the 2024 cycle. But as I say that, in the last few years, Michigan has been victim to some decommitments either throughout the season, um, and I. I, I would have to caution that that could be the case again this year. I've noticed that uh, it's been reported that some of their current commits uh, have visited elsewhere recently, which always kind of makes you worrisome probably, um, especially when they're going to other uh, uh, NIL heavy schools. I mean, look what happened with Miami last year with Collins H.E. upon um, he ended up flipping to Miami. And then I just, I noticed that uh, Elias Rudolph, a uh, four-star edge commit uh, took uh, a visit there, an official visit there recently. And when it comes to NIL, Miami is always a factor. And the the two Smith brothers, Gerard and Jacob, uh, edge and defensive lineman, are uh, one of them. Just are uh, Jacob just committed not too recently, but it seems like it looks like they just recently took an unofficial visit to Kentucky and will be playing their high school ball in Kentucky this year too after transferring. So. Uh, something to watch out for there too. So again, nothing is official until the the signatures on the dotted line of a of a letter of intent. And as we've seen in recent years, it's uh, there's there could be some movement, uh, especially when the season starts. If teams have bad seasons, coaching changes, and whatnot too. So uh, yeah, it should be yeah, recruiting's a 365 day uh, the day thing for sure. We will have continued coverage of, of all that news on mlive.com slash Wolverines as well as. Uh, yeah, stories from our interviews with players and coaches on on the current team as we lead up to the season. There, there hasn't really been much uh, elsewhere, certainly on the on the basketball front. No, no roster movement for the men's team. They still got those uh, two open scholarships, and it's just it's just unclear who's really out there to try to fill. They want one. They they still want a, a you know kind of a wing player to um, you know a guard that can play off the ball. But you know after missing on on some, there's just it's unclear who's really left. The women's team uh, goes on its overseas trip Monday, uh, Italy, then Croatia, 
They'll play three games. It's kind of a nice schedule. They've got they've got some days when they first get there to do some sightseeing and you know have some, have some fun and and bond with you know three new freshmen and the three transfers. Um, and then before they play, they play games till like six p.m. there one night. I think it's maybe like Thursday or Friday, and then the next morning at like eleven a.m. or maybe noon against the same same teams. Uh, you know, a team from Toronto. It's kind of funny, you know these two teams that aren't that far away. Let's, let's go to Italy to, to play each other a couple of times, <laughs> exhibition games. And then, uh, you know, a Croatian team that'll be, you know, more older kind of professional players. So it's kind of always unclear exactly what the competition level will be, but, um, you know, regardless a chance for, you know, coaches to evaluate kind of what they got. And, and again, some, some gelling, you know, on and off the court is, is the idea to build some, some chemistry with a, with a lot of new faces. So, uh, you know, I'll have a story kind of leading up to that trip after, you know, talking to, to coach Kim Barnes Rico and, you know, observing practice a little bit um, coming Monday. Uh, and yeah, again, we'll have full coverage of all recruiting news and anything else. Michigan athletics on MLive.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening. <laughs>